Your insurance needs are as unique as the work you do and the industry you're in. Having the right protection in place is just the start. There's so much you can do to mitigate risks to your business for today and as you grow. At Sovereign Insurance, we're here to help with valuable information, insights, tips, and tools to help you protect your operations. Visit SovereignInsurance.ca to learn more. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a weekly show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. I'm your host, Rick Spence, business journalist, editor, public speaker, and entrepreneur. After 15 years as the national entrepreneurship columnist at the National Post, and as the former editor and publisher of Profit, the magazine for Canadian entrepreneurs, I've learned what makes Canadian startups special, scalable, and successful. On this show, we connect you with Canada's most innovative and entrepreneurial leaders and changemakers. You'll meet the people driving the entrepreneurial movement and we'll share their first-person adventures and their tips, hacks, and best advice for running startup and growth companies. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 3.5 million entrepreneurs. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. To entrepreneurs everywhere, this is your show. Ladies and gentlemen, entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. On the show today, we're thrilled to have Warren Dietrich, a partner at Earthly Plant-Powered Superfoods. Warren is the co-founder of Halifax-based Earthly Plant-Powered Superfoods, Inc. He's also a civil engineering student at Memorial University of Newfoundland, graduating in 2021. In April 2017, Warren was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. After a two-year battle with cancer, he successfully entered remission, and since then he's become a prominent volunteer and spokesperson for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada. His medical experience inspired Warren to co-found Earthly, which is a socially conscious company focused on plant-based superfoods and environmentally friendly practices that promote bodily health and overall wellness. Welcome to the show, Warren. It's an incredible story so far. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate that. I'm looking forward to uh, diving in today. All right. So are you from Nova Scotia or Newfoundland? I am from Halifax, Nova Scotia. I uh, went over to Newfoundland in 2013 to begin my university Okay, um, great. Most listeners won't know that my father came from Nova Scotia, and in fact, he came from the Windsor area. Uh, where you, you have some production facilities. So I look forward to talking about that. But first of all, what we like to do on this podcast is uh, just get, give our listeners an idea, entrepreneurs being busy people, an idea of what we're going to be talking about to make sure they know it's going to be worth their time. So what are the top pieces of advice or learning that you hope entrepreneurs will get out of this conversation? Um, well, I hope this really inspires entrepreneurs or individuals thinking about entrepreneurship to pursue something they're very passionate about and start a business and something that interests them. The beauty of entrepreneurship is having the opportunity to work on something you truly love and are passionate about. Uh, I really want to get involved in how we've grown our business so far over the first couple years and really dive into working in the health food industry sector and how it's been so far. 
That sounds pretty compelling. Um, and if we mentioned that most of your foods are hemp-based, that may get some people interested as well. So I got to ask you about the hemp because I've been hearing for 20 years that hemp is, and you say this on your website, a wonder crop, a su- sustainable wonder crop, and that it was going to uh, revolutionize textiles and food. And yet it hasn't really happened yet has it did i miss it um it's in the process of things there's been delays and sorts where there's often been a common misconception between hemp and marijuana they're both very similar plants but hemp contains no thc or cbd so it provides no psychoactive effects from it um we did a lot of research on uh, plant-based nutritional products, and for us, we selected hemp as the main ingredient for our initial product line, and we did that for numerous reasons. Um, hemp is incredibly nutritious, so the plant-based superfood is rich in fiber, protein, minerals, and more. One serving of hemp protein powder contains 22 grams of protein, 8 grams of dietary fiber, and 72% of your daily iron intake. And it has the perfect ratio of omega-3s and 6s for your body. Um, It's a complete protein containing adestin and all nine essential amino acids, which makes it really easily digestible and a lot more than other animal or other plant-based proteins. And yet yet I'm not seeing it in in, in my supermarket uh, anywhere. Yeah, so it's growing in popularity. So it's been kind of thing that's been slow for people to adapt and learn about where if you think of kind of one of our products is the hemp hearts, which are the inner shell of the inner heart of the hemp seed. And they're very common to kind of your chia seed or flax seed, which are a lot more common and people will implement into their diet. But the Hemp hearts are slowly growing in popularity. We're seeing a lot more people coming out and using them and implementing them in their diet. So that's a real exciting uh, movement for us to see that change. And as well, it's just about educating people because we still uh, will be in stores trying to educate people or doing demos and kind of you still see there's a misconception there between the hemp and marijuana. So it's just an education factor, I think. And as our business is growing and educating people, we're really seeing a lot of people bring on the product, trying it and uh, implementing it every day into their diets. Okay, that's a good background to have then as we I'd like to talk about your entrepreneurial journey so how did you realize that 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 the world needed earthly and that uh, you wanted to get into the superfoods business yeah so as mentioned in the beginning of the podcast there in april 2017 i was diagnosed with hodgkin's lymphoma cancer cancer forced me to stop my studies at university and begin intensive chemotherapy treatment Uh, after a long two-year battle with cancer i successfully entered remission Cancer gave me a greater appreciation for life and taught me the importance of good health and proper nutrition. My love for healthy nutrition inspired me to co-found Earthly. I contribute a lot of my successful remission to a well-balanced diet and lifestyle. So my partners and I co-founded Earthly to give back and help others discover the benefits of healthy living and having a healthy diet. So were you, at the same time as you were going through the treatments and recovering, um, were you experimenting with foods? Did you know what you should be eating? Did you, was it trial and error or did you have some help? Yeah, so I met with a couple nutritionists and spoke with some dietitians and uh, some natural path to kind of see what 
is available there to implement in your diet to kind of help benefit you. And one of the ones I came across that I really took a strong interest in and really found it really helpful to my myself was hemp. So there were a lot of other products and supplements I was trying to implement. And this was one that just really kind of stuck with me as an amazing uh, superfood that has a lot of benefits. Now, some people have said they don't like the taste of hemp-based foods. Is that a... Is- was that a challenge accepted moment for you? Yeah, absolutely. I find our the Hemp Hearts product that we have is an excellent nutty uh, taste to us. And then as well, we've developed a hemp chocolate protein shake that's great for mixing with water or almond milk or just putting in your coffee as well to make a little chocolate mocha sh- mix in the morning. But with our chocolate shake product, you don't taste the hemp at all in it. So And as well with ours, we kind of have a proprietary processing method that allows for us to create a much more mild, tempting taste that blends really well when mixing with their other recipes. So give me an idea of where Earthly Superfoods is now. How many different types of products do you have? Where are they available? How does one buy them? So currently we have four hemp-based products available. We have three uh, protein powders, two are unflavored. So we have a plant protein, which is an unflavored protein powder containing only one ingredient, hemp protein powder. And this product was kind of developed to maximize protein content per serving, and it goes well in smoothies or baking. And then as well, we have our protein and fiber that's very similar to our plant protein product. It's unflavored, containing only one ingredient, hemp, but it contains more of the husk of the hemp seed, creating an added fiber to the as well to this. Um, then we have our chocolate plant protein shake, which is a great unfl- uh, great flavored protein powder, which can be mixed with your plant-based milks or water. And it's really well for adding protein to your diet and a quick, easy on the go shake to have. And then we have hemp hearts, which go well with um, adding to salads or putting in oatmeal. And they really help add your added protein and fiber to your diet. Um, currently, Earthly is available at 25 retailers across Canada. Uh, we have our most common retailers are in the Maritimes, but we're branching out all across Canada. We're recently got a few more retailers in Alberta, which we're excited about. And as well, we have an e-commerce store if there's no retail location in your area at earthly.ca. Earthly spelled with an I at the end instead of a Y, right? Earthly.ca, which is very cool. Um, Feel free to name a a retailer in BC, Alberta, you know, Quebec and Ontario for our friends who live there. Yeah, so Nutter's Everyday Natural is a common chain we're in out west. Um, They're throughout there. And as well, um, some of the more common ones, Organic Earth Market and then uh, Luminate Co. is another popular one. So I'm not hearing Safeway, Metro, Loblaws on this list. Are they they on your list? (laughs) They're on our list. We're uh, reaching out to a lot of retailers right now. We have a broker who's working on some larger national chains who we're in discussions with. So I think hopefully throughout... uh, this year we'll be able to be available in a lot more retailers across Canada and some larger change there to make our product more accessible for our consumers. What makes Earthly distinct from some of the other players in this space? Does it? Do you have a unique formula or is it just a, sort of a unique brand? 
So the way we really differentiate ourselves is through our commitment to sustainability. Our packaging was developed with a lot of comprehensive research. So through that, we're able to be the only and first supplement protein supplement line in Canada to use 100% reusable in metal packaging as well recycled. So with our metal... Sorry, pack- is the, the metal itself is recycled? Yes, it's cool. 100% recycled and reusable metal packaging. And it's like little tins or something. Yeah, yes. Um, so, so they look very distinctive. Uh, and they look like they will jump off the shelf if you see them. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, and, you know, we've really partnered with 1% for the Planet as well to kind of differentiate ourselves because it's such a high plastic-based consumer industry, the different products out there. So we have our metal, which is uh, from recycled and 100% recyclable. And then as well, our scoops inside our containers, which are commonly plastic scoops, we use um, 100% compostable uh, biodegradable scoops made from plant fiber. And we are able to uh, source those from Canada, which is very exciting. So that's a real um, key thing that we're trying to do and kind of implement in the plant-based sector that people are are on vegan or plant-based diets. They're a lot more, have a lot more ecological concerns. So we really hit our uh, key consumer uh, market there. Right. So, so, so I've got a feel for the products, but we haven't really talked much about um, startup. Uh, and it seems that in a fairly short time, you've developed a very uh, definitive uh, organization with a real sense of branding and design and purpose. Tell me about the startup itself, though. Did everything go tickety boo? Um, yeah, so there was... No, you're supposed to say no. Yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> there was, uh, there's lots of speed bumps and challenges that you face, but the beautiful thing with Earthly is we have four partners that all specialize in kind of our own unique sectors, so we're able to bring our experiences together and we work well to problem solve and create solutions to continue our growth. And through that, I think, is one of our main things that has contributed to such fast-paced and accelerated success. Tell me about your partners. You can name them if you, if, if, if you want. And how you bring together all these separate skills to create this unified whole. We originally founded with three. So we kind of had a trial launch where myself partnered with David Giffen, who's a chemical engineer, and Jack McDonald, who's a lawyer. So we partnered and we started kind of a brand previously before we rebranded to Earthly. And we did a little bit of a trial one where we developed a strategic partnership with a Nova Scotian hemp-based food producer to partner that with them and bring a retail develop our retail brand. Um, With that, we quickly developed amazing traction. We got into numerous uh, local retailers and we started seeing that our client base was really enjoying this product, was asking us if we were going to have future products, what we were thinking of developing. And through that, we just saw there was such great potential here. And one of our areas we needed to improve was our labeling and our marketing and that's when we brought on Larry Burke who's a graphic designer and an absolute expert in marketing. Uh, We brought him to our team, we rebranded to Earthly, we brought on the sustainable packaging 
And through that, it's really ever since just been about continued growth and kind of we have a great uh, strategic business plan in place to help our growth. And we all do a lot of a uh, part on sales and getting our new clients. And through that, we've really been able to uh, grow exponentially. Right. So how long have you actually been out in the market with your products? Um, Earthly's products launched in May 2020. Um, but previously before that, we were in 2019, we had our products available. Sorry, I don't understand. How can they be available if not launched? So that was before our rebrand. Oh, I see, right. So we, um, yes, we rebranded and officially did our rebranded launch in May 2020. Right. So you started in the middle of a pandemic. What could go wrong? Yes, uh, it was a concern, but the pandemic really had uh, no signs of going away. And it's uh, so much uncertainty. We thought we'd really go for it now and be uh, adaptive and fluid with our processes and uh, accepting of what challenges we may face. Is it possible that uh, the COVID helped you? I mean, if it gets people spending more time at home, thinking more about what they eat, getting more into baking, <laughs> which so many people have done, um, has it awakened them to new ways of doing things, new ways of getting their nutrition? I think there has been pros of that where people have taken a stronger interest in potentially what they're putting into their bodies and focused more on being healthier and building a stronger immune system. So I think that's been a benefit. But as well, I'd say we've been faced with more challenges of uh, retail chains being a little more cautious of new brands taking on, people a little more hesitant to try something new. So there's been challenges as well. So I'd say it's been a bit, definitely both pros and cons, but we're doing our best to uh, adapt through this and make the best of the situation we're in. Right. What's the best news that you've gotten from anyone in the sort of established grocery industry? Best testimonial, best source of support. What's, what's the best news that you've gotten from the big players, established players? Um, through established players, we've had um, some one of the national chains reach out to us and get in contact with um I think that a good reason for that would be kind of our local connection. And through there, they've reached out to us and shown interest in working with us to try and bring our product on. So that's kind of one of our, I'd say, some of our greatest successes, having retailers come and reach out to us and say they've seen our product, they're interested in it. And as well, we've seen some great... Um, compliments and receive some excellent feedbacks through um, some really great uh, influencers. We've had uh, Liv B with a very popular vegan influencer as well. We just had um, an Olympic figure skater reach out to us and say she enjoys our products. So seeing things like that is um, really encouraging and know that we're on the right track. Cool. Now, you just happened, being based in Halifax, in your sort of backyard, Nova Scotia, you have the head office of one of Canada's two biggest retail chains, grocery stores. Has Sobeys been been uh, part of your plan? Have they, are they 
you're talking yes. to them? Yes, yep, yep. We're looking to partner with Sobeys, and we're really hoping to build a strong connection there. They do have a great job of taking on local brands, so we're confident we will be available there within time. It's just uh, going through kind of the logistics and making everything work and kind of developing all that plan. But we uh, hope to have our products available in uh, Sobeys very soon, and we're, uh, we're in contact with them currently, yes. So they return your calls? That, yes. That's, that's, that's what I was really asking, I think. So that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. Now, as I understand it, you are still a full-time student at Memorial University in St. John's, Newfoundland, even as you're helping run a company in Halifax. So I guess uh, the classes are remote, so you're able to juggle both of these uh, responsibilities? Yeah. Luckily, right now with online learning, there's a lot of flexibility. So through that, I'm able to balance this uh, job and then as well be a student. Um, so that's been a great uh, kind of opportunity for me as I really love working on this business and growing it. And I'm in my final semester, so I'm looking forward to completing my final year of university as well. So you're in civil engineering. Lots of uh, opportunities will come out of that. But do you think you're going to stick with uh, the, the, the superfood business for a bit? Well, at this time, I'm young and I really want to see what potential uh, this company has and see how far we can take it. So I'm really looking forward to continuing to grow this business and see how successful we can go with it. Right. I th- engineers, I think it's well known, they make some of the best entrepreneurs. Um, does that apply to civil engineering? Have you learned a lot that in, in your coursework and schoolwork that could apply to building a business? Um, I believe there are a lot of transferable skills that are, have been completed throughout my coursework. I've uh, done some a lot of interest in uh, project management. I think that really helps with financial budgeting and looking at cost workups for the company and kind of increasing your profit margins and seeing what type of sales quotas you need to hit. I feel the numbers are definitely something that uh, work well with me. So through that, I think it really helps with developing the business and making sure that you're going to be able to produce a profitable company. So that's definitely been a great asset. Right. Well, since you brought up the word profit, um, I'll ask, are you making money yet or is it, uh, uh, do you see a break even point coming up in the future? I expect a break even point will be coming up this year. Um, we are really using a lot of our, yeah, yeah, we're using a lot of our current uh, money right now as well to reinvest it in marketing as we're still a growing brand in a startup and we really want to see really introduce our brand and grow it. So right now that's a strong focus of ours is to uh, market the brand strongly and introduce uh, consumers to it. Right. Um, have you used outside capital to get the company going? We've sourced our capital from a few different uh, sources to uh, get everything off the ground currently. A few sources. Can you be any more or less specific? Um, so we've partnered with um, one is Seed, the Center for Entrepreneurship and Development. And then as well, um, Farmworks is another one, which is a Nova Scotian-based uh a loan uh, company that helps uh, agricultural businesses, provides uh, funding to them to help grow uh, agriculture in the province of Nova Scotia. And uh, as and I presume the founders have put in a, a, a bit of spare change as well? Yes, we've all uh, contributed as well to our uh, financials. Right. Do you have a vision 
for what Earthly could turn into? Is there like a plan somewhere hidden away uh, for conquering the world in four or five years? Yeah, so the Earthly vision is a healthy planet with healthy people. Our goal is to become an international leader in the health food industry. So our primary focus right now is becoming a national leader within Canada and really getting that strong brand recognition. And then we'll plan to reach out to other markets. What do you see as the big challenges of brand building? There's numerous challenges we face, but we do believe we have extremely strong marketing for our brand and really quite a superior product with taste as well. So I think the biggest challenge is just going to have consumers try our product as once we do, we typically receive fantastic feedback and people become a, a supporter. So really just the challenge is getting people to try the brand. And so what are you doing to try and get them to try it? So one of our primary focuses we wanted to have to do that was conduct in-store demos, which has been one of our most significant challenges we face due to COVID is not having our retail partners allow us to come in and do demos right. in the store. Can so, you do curbside demos? Probably not. <laughs> no, unfortunately not that as well. So we've taken a strong focus onto social media marketing and have really grew our brand through there. And then as well, we're hoping to launch our um, in-store demos in the future when we're able to. And we're working on developing a sample size program where we're going to be providing a lot of samples to retailers as well. So consumers can try the product without buying a full-sized uh, container of our protein powders. They can buy a much smaller packet, try it, and see how great it is for themselves. Right. Sounds like you're doing all the right things. You mentioned that uh, one of your uh, partners, Larry, was a designer and marketer. So do do you have packaged goods uh, experience in your team? Yes, yes. Larry's well diversed in developing numerous brands that have been sold throughout uh, retailers in Canada and worldwide. Um, He's well vetted in that area. Um, So there's no concern for that. Um, He really does a great job with uh, producing uh, products, uh, marketing. That sounds great. Did you go out and headhunt him because you felt you needed that kind of expertise or did he magically appear in your door one day? Yeah. So we went through and we were looking at multiple different marketing firms and different uh, people to potentially work with to market our brand. And we went with him and we had a meeting, an initial one, and then our second one. And he just aligned so well with our company values and our vision. And we just really clicked with him and his experience and everything really said it all. And showing us his portfolio of work, it really just was right off the bat. We knew... uh, he was the one and we're uh, very happy to have him on the team and everything he's done and really contributes to a lot of our success. And is he local? Is he in Halifax? Yes, he's local in Halifax. So it's a perfect connection there as well. Fantastic. I mean, you know, we're all working remotely, so it could have been farther, but to know that Halifax has that kind of talent, uh, is, is, is really important. Um, Nova Scotia, the Maritimes, they're an area that's um, 
you know, had had their economic ups and downs. On the other hand, they're also very focused on economic development. So can you speak to the challenges and advantages of starting a business in Nova Scotia? Yeah, so there's been lots of challenges, but one of the greatest advantages that we've really seen is how um, supportive other companies are and other producers to provide insight, give you feedback, and really work with you to help. They want to see you succeed. So some other local um, retail uh, food brands have really been supportive, um, made with local. Um, they're sold nationally throughout. We've had a lot of um, feedback from them as well with cultured coconut. So having that type of support has been uh, really great in helping to build our business. It sounds like there's a, a, a community feel uh, in, in, in the business community. Absolutely. There's a real strong community feel for us, and we try and take a real part in having community initiatives as well. Um, currently, we've partnered with uh, DASC, which is the Dartmouth Adult Service Center for co-packing and order fulfillment. So DASC hires adults with intellectual disabilities to provide them day work. So through their program, we're able to have adults that typically would have a harder time finding work or jobs able to do some of the tasks for us that we need. So it's a real great to be able to uh, give back to our communities and provide that type of work for uh, people who, who are needed. I'm hearing that it's more than just the business community. And let me tell you, across Canada, business communities are not always communities as we would like them to be. Um, sometimes they can be... Uh, the, you know, mistrustful and uh, and not necessarily welcoming. But it sounds like it's not just your business community that's that, that 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 that's been receptive. But you know, you're being a part of the community, and they're part of you, the larger community. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. That's uh, one of the things that we're. It's, it's truly just great to see the community connection through business and just through the community itself. It's really uh, quite a powerful and uh, meaningful the impact that it's having. When's the last time somebody said, man, this wouldn't happen to us if we were in Toronto? I, I don't think we've said that much on our team. So. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I'm glad to hear that um, because we need to have good entrepreneurs building communities right across the country. And it's exciting to see that, that, that happening uh, w w w with you. If Earthly doesn't work out and if a year from now you're applying for civil engineering jobs, what will have happened? What, what went wrong? I can't say for certain. Um, we have a plan and if we implement it, we'll see success. And as long as we hit our targets, which we're achieving, then we should have no problem. So I'd be very surprised to see us go off track. Something, uh, something very abrupt or really unforeseen would have to take place for this to occur. What if there's another company like yours starting up in, uh, you know, Kamloops or Shawinigan or Windsor, Ontario, and they're doing similar things to you, but with a lot more capital behind them. What would happen to you? I think we would just keep our focus on what we can do and contribute that. And through that, I think we're going to be able to see our growth um, with our marketing and plan and building our connections and kind of upholding those and providing uh, the service we do. 
Well, that's confidence. I like to hear about confidence. Um, earlier, you mentioned the sustainability of your products, uh, not just recyclable, but circular. You're using recycled and recyclable metal. I'm wondering how easy or difficult it is to do that. Does it put you at a cost disadvantage to try and be able to be that sustainable? And and, and, and how big a jump is it for an entrepreneur to get their products certified to be a little bit greener than the next guy? Well, I think the reason people don't implement the sustainable packaging or products is due to the bottom line. So there is um, an increased price for the things we're implementing, but I think our role, we all have a role we have to play in taking care of the environment as it's going to affect all our future generations. And I think businesses are one that really need to take a leadership role in this. And that's what we're trying to do. And I believe a lot of consumers will follow suit by supporting businesses that are taking these initiatives. So with that, we um, really think the kind of leadership role we're taking will uh, have an impact and provide the return we're hoping for. Now, I'm thinking that if you're in health food stores, then yes, people will probably, people there are very likely to be concerned about the environment and sustainability and circularity and to see that as a reason to purchase the product. As you go broader, if you get into a Sobeys or other national chain, uh, will you still maintain the, the, this branding, even if it's, you know, a little bit more expensive? Absolutely, we'll maintain it. It's, um, we still have a, we still have a strong bottom line for ourselves. Um, we made sure to do uh, accurate financials for ourselves. So we know we're capable of producing this and maintaining a successful business. And it's just something we think is really needs to be implemented. So we believe we want, we want to have a strong and powerful impact on the environment and as a business. I want you to know I'm not poking around here to find a weakness, but I'm I'm very impressed with how you have an answer for every one of these questions, and I think that's a very good thing. Um, you mentioned you had really good finances. I d don't think I heard that you had a financial person on the team. So where did that discipline come from? Through that, we've um, I've done up a lot of our financials and working through that, and then as well, we'll have it reviewed by um, different people or typically an accountant kind of look over it and make sure that all's in line and makes sense. And is that a volunteer or is that a service provider you have to pay? Um, we've done both. <laughs> <laughs> we've uh, we've had some nice people provide some time for us, but uh, yeah, as well, we've had uh, paid some uh, accountants and consultants to yeah. look over our... I think that's a good combination. Right? I, th I think it makes sense for startups to look for you know, free sources because there is goodwill in most communities if you can find the right people. But at the same time, yeah, you also need the, uh, the, the discipline of um, people who aren't trying to please you <laughs> that, 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 that are the uh, professionals who can scrutinize what's going on there. So what do you think the, the, the future holds? Where would uh, Earthly grow in terms of new products or services or dimensions if things all go well? 
the next uh, year or so, we're really hoping to be available nationally throughout Canada. There's a few different ideas we have. Um, we've done a, some, started some research and development and new products becoming available. Um, I can't dive too deep into those right now, but there are some exciting things in the work that I think are really great. It's going to be always uh, consumed with our brand's values of sustainable packaging and being foods that are just the superfoods that are provide extreme nutritional value for your bodily health. And then as well, we really want to start branching out into the U.S. market as that's a close one by and 10 times the size of ours. And then as well, look into other markets throughout uh, the world that we want to see our products available in. Right. At the top of the show, you said that, you know, you were hoping this story would inspire other entrepreneurs to take on new challenges, do something they love. Um why? What's the benefit of, uh, of doing something you love? How have you benefited from this experience of being involved with this startup? Um, it's just been amazing to have the opportunity to look back at where we were a few months ago to a year ago to last week and just see how much you grow over time and what you're able to achieve if you really work hard and focus and implement the right strategies and plan that uh, really the sky's the limit and it's only uh, what you set your expectations to and set your goals or what, what can set how, uh, how much you can achieve. Right. As an entrepreneur, I mean, I wonder if you find your mind, your, your brain is rewiring itself to look for opportunities and, to, and, and look for an edge and to find, you know, to always be aware of what could we do next? Do you find that? Absolutely. It's definitely um, a trend that's really come along. And as well, I've definitely become hypercritical because I, I do really um, become very focused on certain aspects of the business and ensuring success and that as well. And I really just sometimes see things in other people's business plans. And I can be a, a, a strong critic at times of how things are going to work and ask tough questions. But I think that's what uh, can help make you uh, make make or break you. Well, it sounds like you're having an amazing experience and you're young. You haven't graduated from your program yet. Uh, the, 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 the future looks uh, pretty sunny there. So it, it, it's very exciting. Uh, so pleased, Warren, that we were able to catch up with you at this uh, early point. And I can tell you, we're going to keep our eye on you and we're going to see how things go. And we will uh, be uh, in touch again to find out. Uh, the secret of your success as you build success after success. Before we go, though, I have to ask you our closing question, which is, is there one more piece of advice or uh, executable knowledge that you'd like to share with your audience or some idea that they can put into action in their business right away? When you're starting your business, um, always continue to be uh, positive and optimistic. Um, I think it's a great outlook to have for your business and as well as life, you're going to be faced with lots of challenges in deciding how you how you attack these challenges and what you do to resolve them is really what's going to make or make or break the, how your business succeeds. So, really, um, yeah, always be positive and realize that things are going to come at you, but how you handle those is what will uh, really decide if uh, you're able to continue. Can I push you a bit on that? 
Absolutely. Okay, so there's optimism and there's whistling past the graveyard. So a challenge comes up. Let's say uh, one of your uh, distributors decide they, they take on a competitor or something and they dump you. So how does optimism get you through that? Um, I think it's remaining optimistic that you haven't lost them. Um, you, there's always a chance that you could regain that um, retailer and you have to think how are we able to do that what is the new brand they're taking on doing that we're not how can we adapt our strategy to implement that and meet their needs because if they're replacing you with someone else clearly that other person is doing something better than you and you have to always try and be the best and be able to meet your retailers needs interesting so what you're saying is that optimism is an essential tool for resilience Yes. Because if you don't have that, then you may not have the, uh, the motivation to stick to it, to, to, to fight back, to overcome, compensate, whatever. I think that's a pretty good formula. I like that. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure, pleasure speaking with you today. Okay, so we've been speaking with Warren Dietrich. He's a, one of the co-founders of Earthly Plant-Powered Superfoods, Inc., in Halifax. The website is earthly.ca, E-A-R-T-H-L-I dot C-A, and uh, worth checking out and definitely worth checking back in with. So we will talk again. Thank you, Roy. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week in the Startup Canada podcast, a weekly show dedicated to unlocking the potential of every entrepreneur. Stay tuned another minute to hear the latest startup community news and the upcoming events lineup, including our hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time. I sometimes show up there too. Until next week, I'm your Startup Canada podcast host, Rick Spence.